Welcome to Transformation Simulation, the podcast about agile transformations and personal transformation. I am glad you are here today. I am your host, Nathan Chawilawashe. We have a great podcast for you today. Our simulation today is about the coach's decision to either recommend termination or further coaching for a select group of team members. I am joined by Alicia Yannick to discuss this topic. But before we begin, a brief disclaimer about this simulation. This simulation is created from real experiences and fabrications for the purpose of this discussion only. All names and companies are fictional. However, the advice, coaching, and solutions we offer based on this simulation are exactly the same as we would offer in the real world. And with that, let's jump into the discussion. Okay, and I'm here with my favorite coach, you keep I, saying that. I am contracted, contractually I know, right? obligated to say that. I know. Who paid but it's you? Because I didn't. I didn't make those transactions come across. So I'm wondering who paid you to say that. I, I can't tell you. That, by the way, I appreciate whoever paid you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Alicia Yannick. 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 Yeah. Yannick. You know what? My accent. Um, I always want to pronounce your last name is Yannick. I don't know Most why. Most people do, but here's the deal: it rhymes with panic. Panic. And if you know me, that kind of fits. <laughs> so there you go, Nathan. All right, Alicia Yannick. I'll only call you Yannick when it's just the two of us. That right. sounds great. <laughs> um, all right, so let's, uh, let me read the simulation. Uh, it's a Terminator coach. Um, nine months into Product A's Agile Transformation, four employees, one manager, and three of her direct reports continue to struggle with the change. These employees have resisted and are opposed to working in sprints. Much of their work isn't represented on prioritized work boards. Because of this absence of transparency of work, Product A's most recent release had to be postponed because the work of these four individuals was not properly tested and produced defects. At the most recent all-hands meeting, all four individuals challenged the decision to undergo a agile transformation and attempted to gain consensus among other employees about that. This critique and their attempt to thwart were not received well among leadership or their fellow teammates. The operational leader and agile coach manager realized these individuals are costing the organization more in morale than they are creating in value. The operational leader and agile coach manager reviewed output and outcome metrics for each of the teams represented by these individuals, which determined and, and that um, those metrics determined they aren't completing work at an acceptable rate. The op- operational leader wants to pursue termination as the primary option for these employees. The agile coach manager desires to pr- pursue additional training and coaching. All right. Where to start with this one, huh? I'm conflicted. Out of the gate, Nathan, I feel conflicted about this one. Can I ask you some questions about this one? Is that fair? Can we start? Usually I have something to say. um, We know that in an agile transformation, people who are opposed 
to Agile, in this case, the team members and the managers who didn't want to work inside of sprints, didn't want their work visible or transparent on the, mm -hmm. on the boards, let's say, so that whatever the boards might be. What did, what did we call them here? Um, I like that one that we used. On prioritized work boards. Okay. So why do you think the Agile coach wanted to pursue additional training and coaching when the, the team members don't want to follow Scrum, don't want their work to be transparent, are causing additional work. The, the work didn't even get out to the customer on time. The release right. was postponed, Nathan, which for me, I, I mean, that's just a, that's such a no-no, right? We are, we are wired as agile coaches to build teams that want to meet our customers' needs. Why do you think this coach wanted to dig in deeper instead of letting go? Um, I think there is sometimes this behavior, belief, perception among some agile coaches that, that you don't give up on a team or individual. Ever or until when? Well, I think it's until when. Mm -hmm. I think it's until when. <clears throat> um, so I think that has a little bit to do with it. Um, Why do you think some of those coaches feel that way? I think you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just poking you a little bit. Why? So I believe what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is maybe a value that some coaches have? You know, I, I, think, I, I think that's what coaches do. I think... We stay optimistic? I think we do. I think we yeah. stay optimistic. We believe in the outcome. We... Um, it's almost like a no man left behind kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, we, Do you think we, we feel like it's, if we can just get them around the corner, right. if we can just, if we can just give them a pe one more peek, right. one more, one more little visual of some, of, of the, the rainbow, right? And the goal right. at the end of the, do you think that's what this coach is holding on to? Is, I think so. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I think, I think some coaches are kind of like evangelists, <laughs> well, sure. you know? They they want to convert everyone. They you know keep giving you the gospel. Um, have you converted anyone? Have I ever converted anyone? Mm -hmm. I can't say that I have. I, I mean, I know I can point to one time that I have. Well, I'm sure there were others, but one time for sure, for sure, where yeah. I have. Well, there is one. So, so the thing is, even if I think a person has been converted. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe I did a whole lot to get them there. I might have shared a few things with them, but I think they that that person who's converted has some of that in them already. Sure, and but I did might, you give them room? Did I, you I give did. them room and grace and forgiveness and information so that they could make that decision for themselves? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think people convert themselves. Oh, sure. So what's so funny about this simulation, Nathan, is like my little hands are wiggling, right? Nobody can see this. <laughs> my hands are just wiggling. So 
I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about the coach because I just found the coach's position really compelling and interesting. Uh-oh. I didn't know if I wanted to talk about the operational leader who I took to be and interpreted to be the manager. I didn't know if I wanted to talk about just Agile as a whole and, and why these people might be resistant to it and why people are resistant to change. I couldn't land on one. This simulation was just like pull apart bread, right? There was yeah. so much. <laughs> To just pull apart and uh, and digest and absorb, I, uh-huh. I, it was so meaty. It is so meaty. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just compared our, our simulation to pull apart bread. I don't know. We had religious references. We're breaking bread. I know. We're, we're eating carbs. I don't. And monkey bread's nothing but sweet, right? So I don't. I don't even know what I've done here. So where have you landed? I mean, uh, um. Well, I didn't land. It's just, it's a podcast. We just get to go back and forth. So, so I think there's different ways, there's different ways to look at this. And this might be one of the most rich simulations that I think we've talked about. We've talked about, what, are we on number five? So we've talked about four prior to this one. And the reason I think this one is so rich is because it talks about individual resistance to change which is huge in transformations and, and can kind of blow up the transformation boat, if you will. I've seen yeah. that happen. It talks about how a group of people are not only not willing or able to, to grab to that transformation, um, the momentum of a transformation. They don't want others to do it either, right? They, right. they want to kibosh this thing. They, they don't want other people to be involved. They are digging in their heels and saying, we're not even going to make our work visible. Like at the most basic level, we're going to behave in opposition to this. And, and then you have this, this manager, uh, I believe we called it an operational leader, who is saying, y'all got to go. Yeah. You're, you're getting in the way of us meeting our customers' needs. And yet you have an agile coach who's saying, let's give it another shot. And so I couldn't land on one place because there's so much to, to look at here. And this is so real. Any one of those circumstances, if not all of them, can play themselves out in any transformation at any corporation, at any organization, at any time. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> but, but it's tough, but here's the thing. <clears throat> it, and this might be one of the most controversial things I've said and I'm not even going to swear when I say it so that's a big deal is that we're going to keep it's family friendly all the way through Nathan. family friendly all the way through <laughs> all right it, in my mind I can understand the position of the operational leader and I can understand the position of the agile coach and so here's what I latched on to I've been an operational leader and a manager of dev teams and departments and blah, 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 whatever. I would have wanted to let them. What's interesting is I would have wanted to give it one more shot as their manager. But as a coach, I would have said, let them go. So I would have had a different reaction to this circumstance because as the manager, I feel a little more kinship, a little more responsibility, right? A little more connection to serving, if you will, the people who work for me. And as a coach, I would have said this behavior, not the people, but the behavior that people are exhibiting is not only maybe in opposition to the transformation, but we can't meet our goal of delivering to our customer, 
and and so that was what was interesting for me is that just as one person I could see myself with either hat on because I've worn both hats yeah. and and had conflicting opinions about where I would have landed which is a flip-flop from the simulation so then I thought oh Nathan's not gonna like what I'm bringing to the table because I'm about to bring a flip-flop of where the simulation landed but but what that showed me Nathan is it's not necessarily right and it's not necessarily wrong right what, what I would have said though is what was the conversation that the operational leader and or the coach had with these folks to say, here's the data, meaning this is how you're showing up. Are you aware this is how you're showing up? Do you want to continue showing up that way? And what's in your way from showing up differently? If we tell you it's really important that you show up differently, that's what, that's like the middle paragraph. So there's two paragraphs here, right? <laughs> we need, I would say this is a three paragraph simulation. That right. middle paragraph as a coach for me is, well, let's talk about what happened in the conversations that took place. I think I got, all I got, I got, a, I got a little little uppity right there. I feel like I need to calm myself down a little bit, take well, a drink was, of water or something. That was a mic drop moment. I think I think <laughs> everything you said is in harmony. I think I think you kind of hit it on the head. I have to say that I agree with you. So um, I think that. Well, wait, wait a minute. You can't just blanket agree with me because you I, never blanket agree with I me. Well, what part did you kind of agree with tonight? As an agile coach. Yeah. Um. I am. I. I have to say that if we have a team or a group of individuals that are that opposed to change, they need to move, get out of the way, and let everyone else change, and move forward with the transformation. And find some place where they are happy. Because right. what this transformation said to me is, these folks are very unhappy with what's happening in their work life right now. Yeah they are but i've also but then nathan what do i do about the people that have been unhappy when i first started with a transformation and ended up totally stoked about it and buying in at the end it's, and again yeah. remember last time i told you i had that dual hat of or that trifecta of i was the scrum master the agile coach and the manager big no-no by the way again disclaimer don't do that in real life folks do, you know do as i say <laughs> not as i do but but I know people who had said, I don't, I don't want my work to be visible. I don't want yeah. to share goals with others. I don't, I don't want to play in your sandbox, Miss Coach, Miss Agile Transformation. I, mm -mm, not interested. And yet six months, nine months down the road, they're saying, oh, I didn't know we could deliver better to our customer. Yeah. I didn't know that we could have less chaos. I didn't know that that was available to me in what you had to offer. Yeah, I think it takes time for them to realize, for for people who are in, enduring such change to realize the benefits of the of a agile transformation. But it sounds like what you're describing is that you had people that didn't like to do it, but maybe they wouldn't, they didn't oppose it and shelter themselves and want to come out at an all-hands meeting and try to gain some consensus to oppose leadership in the organizational space. Oh, I've had that. Oh, I've really? had that. Oh, oh, yeah. I've had people who worked for me who didn't want to follow Scrum, who tried to get others to not follow Scrum. Um, yeah. for Oh, for sure. I've had that. Oh, dissenters who wanted company? Uh-huh. Almost every job. Almost well. every – in fact, I don't even know that right now if I had to think about it for a sec. Give me a hot sec. 
I can't think of one place where that didn't happen. And I'll tell you, some of them didn't make it. Me too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, some of them didn't make it, right? So some of them, some of them had to go. Because when you foment dissent like that, you become such a roadblock to creating a relationship with delivering value to the end customer. And that was my contention with that behavior, was you were in the way from your team members valuing delivering to the customer. And, and a company will fail if they don't value delivery to the customer. Right. But see, here also in the simulation, Nathan, we said nine months, very first two words, nine months, and you just said it takes people a while. So nine months in, can you see yourself being the coach who says, let's keep going? No. I know. No, they got to go. They got to go. I know. So you mentioned, you know, what was the conversation? I think one of the conversations that needs to happen because, you know, agile coaches, typically we don't, we don't fire um, and we don't hire, but we are usually there to consult when the hiring or the firing takes place, if it's going to take place for, you know, performance reasons or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that one of the conversations you have with this operational leader is, hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I've seen for the past nine months. And you answer the question of, are they coachable? Is mm -hmm. there any hope? Mm -hmm. Can they change? Mm -hmm. And after nine months, the answer to that is, is with this behavior, the answer is probably no. Mm -hmm. they, they're not going to change. They're not coachable. And they're affecting the morale of the organization and um, trying to rally dissenters. Mm -hmm. They need to go. <laughs> Have you ever said to someone, do you see yourself as coachable and do you want to be coached? So let's say we had one of these dissenters, right? I think we had, what, three, three delivery folks and a manager who, right. who are kind of not interested in playing ball. Have you had conversations with folks like them where you said, do you want to be coached? Do you understand what it means to be coached? Do you know where you're positioning yourself right now? Have you had that direct, transparent let's let's just not go toe to toe because it's not a here's the thing it's not a battle right these people aren't they, they might be fighting something but as coaches we get paid not to fight something we we get paid to make things visible and available to people really and and right. to educate them to give them information and to share experience so so it's not going toe to toe but it is sitting side by side or across the table from someone and saying do you know how this is your this is how you're showing up? Do you have awareness about that? And if yes or no, then then the conversation goes down different roads, right? But but have you sat across the table from someone and said, "Do you want to be coachable, or do you just want what you want?" Oh yeah. How have those gone? They don't go well. <laughs> because because why? Because usually, if I'm having that conversation, I'm having it with someone who has been able to make things go his or her way. Mm -hmm. And I represent an obstacle to that person getting, continuing to get her way. And it's clear when I ask that question that I see them and they don't like that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, we don't like to be seen, right? When we're in hiding, we don't like to be seen. <laughs> right. 
But what's interesting about the simulation is these folks aren't in hiding. It, it, in the simulation itself, it says, hey, at the all hands, they said, we're not on board. Like loud and clear, it sounds like. They said, we're not on board. Right. Do you think there's a, le I'm not, do you think there's a leadership problem here? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Big time. So have yeah. you noticed in most, of our, in most of our discussions, leadership pops in? It does, yeah. Either from the side or from the top or from the bottom, but every single conversation, it's we there. go back to, hey, what's leadership's role here? Mm -hmm. What's leadership doing here? Yeah, it's pretty remarkable that, that leadership has a group of people that have existed for, that have resisted for nine months and have the ability to come to an all-hands meeting mm -hmm. and have this behavior. Did I tell you the story about um, an employee who was really, really mad at me once? Um, I don't think so. So this has to do with a, with, a, with a transformation for sure. I mean, there's lots of employees who've been mad at me, right? I've been managing people <laughs> a long time. So, so he liked the way he was doing things. So a lot what you said, Nathan. I was in his way from doing mm -hmm. things the way he wanted to do them. He had not been as successful at the company as he thought he should be. But nobody was giving him true feedback. And what I mean by that was... Nobody sat him down and said, this is how your behavior is showing up. And this is the result of your behavior. And, and been just that direct and that yeah. clear <laughs> with him where there wasn't ambiguity. It was a very binary conversation. And so he, and he had been with it. It was a small company. He'd been there since the beginning. He had a huge heart for the company. But he just didn't know how to take that big heart for the company and and make it useful right so he pushed against agile he pushed against scrum he pushed against a transformation he pushed against self-awareness and i had a conversation with him where i said it's not going well hmm. and here's examples of what's not going well and i think this is a pattern for you and i was a pretty new manager for him again his boss as well as his agile coach and and so i said i think this is a pattern and i think it's worth you looking at the pattern because i think you want a different result than you're getting but you're repeating your behavior which is not getting you a different result uh -huh. and he came out he came at at me just lashed out and said i was wrong and i didn't know what i was talking about and he'd been at the company for years and he was valued and i said not saying you're not valued so at that point right he's not even hearing me right. and he got so mad he went around to other people during the work day to say, can you believe Alicia told me this? Can you believe she would say this to me? And they all said, yeah, it's actually about somebody should have told you a long time ago. And he was so mad. He waited for me to get out of my meetings at, at the end of the day. And uh -huh. it, my meetings ran so long, he left and went home. And he told his wife and she bust out laughing and said, she's 100% right. And he came to work the next day and found someone who didn't like me at the office. Like it was very, it was all, everyone knew this guy. I knew this guy didn't like me. Like everyone <laughs> knew this guy didn't like me, right? So if there's one person to go to to complain about me, it was this dude. Uh -huh. So he goes to work the next morning and says to this guy, can you believe, can you believe the nerve? Can you believe the gall? Can you believe the story she's telling me? And this guy says to him, well, she's right. And here's the, here's the beauty of the transformation. Uh, he was so floored by the consistent messaging he got when he was soliciting feedback against what I had told him. Mm -hmm. He found me and said, 
everyone says you're right and I don't want you to be right. Will you coach me to see oh. what you see? And by the end of that year, he gave me a card that said, you have changed my work world and my really? I have self-awareness. I didn't even know I needed. And he said, so we read through a book together because I said, if you're willing, but, but you're gonna have to look in the mirror. This is a tough one. So we read through a book together and he said, can we do the next book that this particular institute wrote together? Mm -hmm. So, so in a way, Nathan, it, but he, but it wasn't nine months down the road of this guy pitching a temper tantrum like our crew did in the simulation. But yeah. if I had given up on him, because he was really close to being fired, he, he might not have had that opportunity in his life to grow. Yeah. Wow. I think I just contradicted myself six different ways. I mean, I can't well. land on this simulation. I, it's not a binary, maybe because it's not binary. Maybe right. it's not black and white. Maybe right. because sometimes they got to go and sometimes you got to look at them and say, I'm going to give you this opportunity, but you have to be willing to take it. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a tough one because it could go either way. And um, in the real world, there's all other types of variables <laughs> that come into play that produce the actual decisions and that we make in results. But um, that is a great story. Is it? Yeah. Um, it might yeah. be one of my favorites for, for just for managing people and feeling like, and, and it was, so it wasn't just managing people. It was, Hey pal, I buy into this way of thinking. Mm -hmm. which is agile and the values that we uphold and the principles and the practices and in management 3.0, which is, I think dovetails into agile and we probably spun off down a little rabbit hole a smidge, but I guess as coaches, we get paid and are relied upon to give people room to choose a transformation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes so much work to give people that room. And so maybe I need to give the coach in this simulation some extra credit that I'm not giving him or her because they're willing to. Now, after nine months, I'm going to question you. Like, you're going to get yeah, some I mean, side eye from me. I but mean, let's say it was three to six months in, I would give this coach credit for giving people room to choose a transformation. At nine months, mm, I'm probably yeah. going to argue against you a little bit. But, um, I think we have to remember that if we don't create the room for people to choose a transformation, if we don't make that choice available to them, a lot of people don't know that they can choose it. Another mic drop moment from you Alicia. know what? It's because yeah. I'm drinking. It's because I'm drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna edit that out, right? That last part. No, you're gonna edit I'm out. not. No. No, agile coaches <laughs> drink wine. Not this coach, but other coaches do. So. Right, right. It's all good. <laughs> right. No, I just think, is... I think that this simulation, I didn't mean for it to be any kind of mic drop moment. I don't think I've lived through anything extraordinary, Nathan. I think I'm just, I just talking trash to you. Yeah, no, and I, of course, I adore it. But I think, I think the thing here is this simulation, like I said at the beginning, has so many ways to pull it apart. How can you land on one little thing to talk about? It, there's yeah. so much meat in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great, you know, I haven't had one um, where I have, I think, um, have converted or 
had that type of experience with a um, someone I was coaching in that way. Hmm. Um, I did have an experience where, um, you know, my personality when I engage with the team is really positive. Sometimes it's, I think it's uncomfortably positive and I'm kind of aware of how I show up sometimes because I can, you know, see the eye rolls like, you know, almost like I'm a cheerleader to an extent. <laughs> and I, um, I remember I had this one assignment and, um, I showed up and I was all positive and happy and getting everybody engaged and we're going to do this and we're gonna do that. And there was this one business analyst who was just, you know, and the business analyst, she was a true business analyst. Um, you know, she got the information, she interpreted the information, communicated everything to the product owner and to the delivery team. She was basically the catalyst for everything. She didn't have time to be happy. She didn't want to hear any of that mess about, oh, you know, the grass is greener this way or anything like that. And so um, she never really said anything negative to me. Um, but I kept um, coaching the team, coaching her. She would actually attend the coaching sessions. And, um, and um, through the coaching and my engagement with their team, they were the only team that delivered in their program for their first three or four sprints. And they got off to having a really consistent velocity um, and predictability. They wouldn't actually jeopardize that for anything. And um, she actually sent a, a note to my manager and teammates saying how she thought it was a whole crock of, crock of junk but she's actually converted now and understands how, you know, how valuable the agile mindset is in the process and so forth. She thought it was a crock of junk in the beginning, but in the then, uh huh. Yeah. It, well, that's a powerful. How is that not a mic drop? That's I mean, a it's, powerful it's, story, it was, Nathan. Don't yeah, you it was good. That? Well, I mean, you know. Don't you uh, dare. Still, I mean, still, you know, I just, I, I will tell you. Some of it, you know, you, I think as coaches, we kind of show up and we do our job and, and we um, deliver the, the message, the, the process, the inspiration, the framework in the way that we deliver it. Um, but people have to receive it and they take action on it. And I, I realize the influence I think that I have and um, the way I coach and things like that. Um, but it's really up to the individual to kind of see their way through it. Um, so I'll give you one more, one more example of why I sometimes don't like to take credit for it. So I have three kids. Okay. Um, I have one kid who um, is just a social butterfly all her life. She's been a social butterfly. One of the most popular kids in school, um, didn't really do all that good in school. She'd rather be talking and hanging out and all that stuff. Okay. Again, you know, she didn't end up going to college, but she's doing what she wants to do now. She's good. My son, um, he was kind of the same, really smart. Um, he's just kind of who he is, but in all honesty, when he was younger, he was kind of lazy, like all boys are, you know, he, probably could have gotten really good grades, but didn't. And he just is who he is right now. He's doing his own thing. Um, and he's fine. I got one who's been an overachiever 
all her life. She's National Junior Honor Scholar, always on the honor roll. If she's not on the honor roll, something's not happening. She's on every committee for everything. She's already graduated with a master's degree. You just, just, you know, she's trying to start her own nonprofit. She's doing all this different kind of stuff and, and trying to talk to me about politics and tell me what to do. And um, she's actually a, uh, an instructor. She's a professor at a college. She's not even 30 yet. And so I really wish this kid, she came out of the womb like that. I really wish I could take credit for her success. The only thing I did is give her this safe space to explore, to do what she wanted to do. I didn't I never told her to get good grades. Mm -hmm. I never told her to be part of these things. It was in her. And, um, but I did tell the other two, you better get some good grades. You know what they did? <laughs> they did not do it. So, so, so you know, it's, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want your coaching. They didn't want my coaching. He stood up with the all hands and said, we don't want this nonsense. <laughs> I'll do it my way. I've been working in Waterfall all my life, and it works for me. <laughs> so, so, you know, part of me is like, you know what? It's great when we get these stories. I just, you know, after having that experience from, like, from birth to adulthood with mm -hmm. how human behavior is, I, what the hell can I take credit for? I mean, I mean. I, giving them room to be who they were. That's pretty much it. Give them the message, you know, give, yeah. give, them, give them those Ten Commandment ethics, uh, don't kill anybody. Right. Don't steal. <laughs> don't lie. But, right. well, if it's going to get all of us in trouble, tell a lie. But don't lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, just give them that right framework and right. then letting them do what they do. I mean, so. So is that what it means to be a coach? Giving folks a good framework and help helping them out along the way to make sure they don't do any damage to themselves or too I, much damage to themselves. I think that's a large part of it. I think mm -hmm. that giving them the right message, the right framework, um, helping them understand the parameters of the framework. Mm -hmm. and, and the uh, whys, the why the whys. of the framework, right? The why, mm -hmm. the whys are so important. Yeah. And then they show up and they do the work and you support them. Right. And, um, but we all need support when we're doing the work. So I don't, I don't well, you know, we've been doing spin class together, right? <laughs> Which is, thank, thank God there's a reason for me to climb on that bike at 730 in the morning. And what did one of the, one of the coaches, oh, we were, we were spinning this week and he said, I'm just your coach. You have to do the work. Right. I'm here to give you guidance. I'm here to give you advice. You have to decide where you want your resistance to be. You have to decide how hard you want to pedal. You have to decide what you want to get out of this ride. And I thought, oh, what a great metaphor for so many coaching relationships. That when you think about agile coaching, we show up, we give them advice, which is, here's some values, here's some principles, here's some practices, here's why they work. But we can't make the pedals go for them. We can't. We, but, but we can be there with them and we can do it with them. I mean, he was pedaling with us, right, Nathan? Right. He was pedaling with us on Tuesday morning. And so, mm -hmm. so he's there and he's ahead of us. So he's experienced it. He knows what comes out at the end of the ride because he's been through the ride. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, that's a lot like being an agile coach, which is I cannot I cannot make the pedals go for anyone I coach. I can't do it. 
but I can set up the framework, I can create the playlist, I can tell them when to get out of the saddle, I can tell them when it's best to sit in the saddle, I can tell them roughly where they want their heart rate, I can tell them roughly what they want their resistance to be, and I can promise them that at the end, they'll be stronger. Yep. And that's better it. for the ride. And that's, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So basically, we could either be agile coaches or <laughs> in spin cyclist coaches. That's that's really what our two life choices are. Yeah, yeah I, I can't be a spin instructor. <laughs> we could be spin instructors or agile coaches. I guess I better be an agile coach because yeah. what happens when I spin. But I, but I thought that was a really great way to look at being a coach, which was. He was here for us. He, he was there for us. He was guiding us. He, he gave us instructions and he said, now you do with this what you can yeah. and what you want to. That's it. I mean, that's coaching. That's co- so, <laughs> so what we both would do for these folks nine months in is say, y'all probably got to go. But, but yeah. again, I want that middle paragraph, Nathan. I want that middle paragraph that said, here's the result of the conversations that the operational leader had with the folks. I want that middle paragraph that says, here's the conversation the coaches had with the folks. That for me is the, I love this simulation. Absolutely love it. I think it's the meatiest, it's, it's maybe one of the meatiest things we've actually dug into because there's so many levels of complexity to it. But, but I do think if you don't have that middle, that middle paragraph, it's easy to interpret going from A to Z without the steps in between. And a good coach would go through those steps in between. And a good coach would coach and guide that operational leader to go through the steps in between. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Are we done here? Did we just do it? Did I we think just so. It? Did I we think just wrap so. it up? I think so. <laughs> I want, I, I'm, I'm shooting for a bonus this season, Nathan. We'll see. I'm going to see if I can't twist your arm to get a bonus in here. All right. I mean, you know, take a look at it, see what you can uh, come up with. All right. And, this is um, just too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I do have an idea for you're the one you're going to write. I don't want to derail you with my idea though could you send me your idea because you know i'm stubborn enough if i don't like it i'll just keep going my own way <laughs> well i'm not even going to tell it to you i'll just <gasps> you well, did not just throw that well, out there and then tell me you're not going to tell me i'll tell you now i'll tell you what it is i won't i won't go into detail mm-hmm. it's just actually it, 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 you know with that type of um simulation you're talking about yeah. it, it it would it would it may be fun to, to write that as a conversation Oh, did you just challenge me? No, yes, I didn't. Did. I just you gave. You, no. I just told you an hour ago. I, it was hard for me to write conversations. Well, I mean, I mean, an actual like quotes. SM says this. Product order says this. You want me to write a screenplay? No, I don't want you to do any. I don't want you to. I'm just. I'm just telling you what my idea was. Can you I imagine can even, a screenplay about an agile simulation? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my! I may, maybe I shouldn't drink wine. Hey, while we do the agile, the agile nerds would love that. And, and we are, we are those. By the way, yeah. we we are those. Um, but that's just my idea. Don't I'm not. And then how is to, it, oh, and then what? We com- we we comment and critique on the on the conversation. Um, that might be hard. I have to think about that one. I, 
Yeah, I'm just giving you the idea. I'm not saying I want you well, to. Well, quite just, frankly, I could probably do that because it is played out in real life. So it wouldn't be like we can change the names to protect the innocent and guilty, but I could probably do that. Yeah. All right. I'll, you know what? I'll commit to you. I'll think about that. Well, it's just an idea. You don't. Well, you ideas don't need... are worth pursuing, Nathan. If we didn't pursue <laughs> ideas, where would we be? I don't want to lead you. Um, no. So. I might give that a shot. I'll give okay. you a firm maybe on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I can tell this this uh, simulation that Terminator Coach was near and dear to your heart. It was. It was. Did I geek out a little too much? No, not too much. Did at I come all. in hot through the whole simulation? Not at all. All right. Um, my first assignment um, with our current employer. Well, actually, it's not my first. It was second or third, maybe the fourth. I got assigned to do this. right now. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. Was my first. Maybe it was my fourth. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but I got assigned to do this. Um, I got assigned to this this team, and it was a. It, they needed remedial coaching help. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I sat there with them for 15 minutes. This is the God's honest truth, and watched the the product owner communicate with the team, mm-hmm. and how everybody responded. Mm-hmm. And in the 15 minutes I was there, I could tell that that was just how this product owner was. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but I, I knew she wasn't coachable in those 15 minutes mm-hmm. that I was there. The first time I engaged with them mm-hmm. and my first thought was, uh, she's got to go. <laughs> Isn't that a rough first thought? I had that first thought too. Where it's just, and it's not arrogance, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think either one of us are particularly arrogant. I mean, we have our moments probably of arrogance, but... But it's experience. It's yeah. seeing it. It's it's. You've heard that record, right? You've seen it. You've seen mm. this played out, and it's almost a oh no moment. Yeah. It's not a. It, it, there's no glory in that realization. At least that's been my my experience. Is that, that when you know that a person is uncoachable, when you know that person has to go, there is no glory in having known that. Yeah, it's sort of a. It's it's a little bit of a. Um, burden i think it's bad it's it's really tough to have that as a first thought yep. you know one of your first thoughts after you see the interaction um but i think you know as agile coaches we were able to sum up the way people perform in those roles mm-hmm. really quickly mm-hmm. you know that whole, to. Yeah, that, whole, that whole three-week gimbal walk deal we don't need three weeks <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Not to tell you where things are today. I might need three weeks to predict a little bit into the magic ball of where things might be in 90 days or 180 days. But no, to tell you where things are right now, where your trouble spots are, where your successes are, how things are playing out, that doesn't take three weeks. Yeah. A full sprint's lovely, but usually you know within a couple assessments of of a ceremony. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So we would uh, we would probably we would coach differently than this simulation. I felt at first like I wasn't being very true to the simulation. We um, we probably yeah, I think we'd end up coaching the same. What we because would say that we should say give it another shot nine months in. No, you and I might coach the same. I don't think we would coach the way the coach did in this simulation. Oh, correct. Which is nine months in, saying let's give it another. No. No. Another round of bat. Yeah, we wouldn't have done that. No, not at all. No, they'd have to go. They they should have been gone. 
Let, let them go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transformation Simulation. We hope it has helped with your agile transformation and personal transformation. Thanks to the agile coaches on this episode. Our music is created by Gilpin Hill. You can find this episode and all other episodes of Transformation Simulation anywhere podcasts are available. You can also visit our website, transformationsimulation.com, to listen to every episode of this podcast and read every simulation. We place everything online. You can see it all there. Uh, any comments or questions, connect with us at transformationsimulation.com.